Oh, just excuse me. I'm drinking water there. Sorry. <laughs> I pressed record before I was ready. Anyway, thank you so much for joining. It's Stephen here at iPhotography. And today, I'm going to tell you why photographers should take self-portraits. Step behind the camera and welcome to the iPhotography podcast. Let me just steal a moment of your time before we get on with the podcast. I'm Emily, I'm an eye photography tutor, and I just want to let you know about our portrait course. It covers absolutely everything you need to know to get started, whether you want to take better family photos, or even if you want to start running your own portrait business. It's packed with quizzes, tests, downloads, loads of brilliant videos to make your portraits more memorable. If you'd like to learn more and take advantage of our discount, go to iPhotography.com forward slash podcast. Okay. I'm with the show. So mentioning the idea of a self-portrait to photographer is like, I suppose it's, I suppose the best analogy I could think of is like telling a chef to sit down and you saying, I'll do the cooking tonight. You know, it's an experience we do not enjoy and I'm sure chefs would not either. I don't know whether it's our idea that we always want to be in control when there's a camera around or if it's our camera, we always want to be the one taking the picture. But honestly, I really do believe that there are benefits to taking a self-portrait as a photographer, going through that experience to help you understand more about photography. And hopefully in this show, I'm going to kind of tell you, explain the benefits as to why a self-portrait, it should be a kind of a more positive and kind of cathartic cathartic project for a photographer and I'd really really encourage you to give it a try if you haven't done so already if you have I want to see your images <laughs> you can find us normally on Facebook and Instagram or whatever you can tag us in the pictures you can send them if you're an iPhotography member obviously get them in the gallery it'd be really really nice to see uh, you know how you've approached your portrait because I've got tips for people kind of coming up anyway so if you're looking if you're thinking of doing it if you're a bit nervous about it I'm going to do my best to convert you to kind of exploit the benefits as I say as to why I think it's a really really good project to do and, and what it will help you with further down the line because it's not just a case of having a picture for a picture's sake. Did you know that famous photographers such as Vivian Mayer, uh, Man Ray, Andy Warhol, Richard Avedon, Robert Mapplethorpe, Cindy Sherman, you know there's a few names there that I've got written down. They, they all took their own portraits and some of these shots are really iconic you know if you ever actually saw some of these if you even google um some of those names and self-portraits um you, you could kind of recognize kind of quite a few because you know the actual image itself has become kind of come iconic not even just because of the photographer but the actual shot itself is really striking you know and it's not a vanity thing it's not a case of trying to get the prettiest version of yourself. Now I understand a lot of people do get worried and self-conscious about how they look, even just looking in a mirror. So to have a photograph, to have a permanent representation of that, uh, fills a lot of people with fear, but you shouldn't see it like that. You know, As I said, it's not a vanity thing, it's about an exploration of self. So without getting too deep, a lot of people do say photography is, you know, people looking for answers you know that's that's who photographers are we're taking images to understand the world around us the relationships what the world is what we like what we love about the world so you know if you've got all these questions why not start off with answering the most basic one of who are you and and show that in your work and you know that can be done no better than a self-portrait now I must say, I, I know I'm not talking about kind of quick selfie on the phone or anything like that. Anyone could do that. I could sit here now, grab my phone, take a picture. That's not the type of self-portrait that I'm kind of looking 
are, are kind of saying that you should kind of really try out, you know, or even standing on the end of a family photo at a summer picnic and you cropping yourself out, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not that, you know, I'm talking about a more professional, controlled and planned out kind of portrait sitting. You can do this at home. You can do it with just one light. You know, all you need is just maybe a little bit of inspiration as to how you're going to build that shot. You can have a look maybe online at some self-portrait ideas, just see what people have done elsewhere. And it doesn't have to be a very straightforward kind of headshot as I'll come on to. You know, there's different ways that you can approach it and different ideas you can build into it. And it's all based on personality. Now, I actually wrote a blog about taking portraits with just using one light. Um, if you head off to iPhotography.com forward slash podcast, no, not podcast at all. Scrap that. <laughs> iPhotography.com forward slash blog is what I'm saying. Always got podcasts on the mind. Yeah, you head over to our blog page and in there, there's a little search bar. You can just type in one light or portraits or whatever. Uh, and there is a blog about it. I think there's even a video about it on our channel. Um, on YouTube, so check that out as well. And it basically is me kind of going through, showing you, I think it's maybe like six or seven different setups that you can do just using one light. It doesn't have to be like a studio pro grade light. You could do it with a lamp or something like that. And it's just about where you position the lighting to kind of create angles and create shadows and what that does to the face um, to kind of help alongside the mood. So the whole the whole experience of taking your own photograph, it should reflect you as a photographer and you as a personality as well. I, I think it's really important that you think about when you're setting it up. Do you want it to be moody and dark? You know, maybe you have all the lights switched off and just one small light that's going to be illuminating you. Then thinking, well, do I want it in color? Do I want it in black and white? You know, how jazzy do I want it? Do I want it to look kind of quite sleek and professional? Am I person, based on my personality, am I more outgoing? Would color be a bit more expressive? Do I want a plain background? Or do I want loads of props in there? Have I got other hobbies outside of photography that I think represent me? You know, if you love baking or you're more of a mechanic and you like playing with cars or something like that, maybe you can bring in some props that kind of represent you as that personality. Uh, you know, it kind of just colors the shot a little bit more. You know, and consider your expression as well. Um, I know it sounds really stupid, but you don't have to smile on a self-portrait. You could pull a whole range of different expressions. It's really what best represents you in effect. And if you're not sure, if you find it, it's a little bit hard to self-assess, maybe ask somebody, you know, ask your partner, ask your kids, whoever, you know, what do they think of? If, if you had three words to describe yourself or them them to describe you, what would that be? Um, see if you can kind of encapsulate that in your expression and maybe how you would get to that expression, what you have to think of to maybe kind of help you achieve that look a little bit. Um, and, and also the length of the shot, I think, is the other last thing to mention. You know, do you want a head and shoulders? You know, if you prefer that kind of crop, something a little bit tight in and intense, or do you want something full length? Do you want to be able to show off an outfit? Or, you know, if you've got props that are a bit bigger, think about the length of the shots that you need, because that's going to obviously help you decide on focal length, uh, maybe how much room you'll need as well. And whether you need kind of multiple lights to maybe kind of light the top and the bottom half of you if you've the you know, one that you've got is quite small. So either way, just kind of make some clear decisions as to what this portrait is going to say, how it's going to reflect you, because you never actually know, you know, maybe further down the line, you may need a really good self-portrait for a CV, you know, or maybe actually hopefully even a photography website. You know, if you're building a website, you're gonna to need to have 
some type of representation of yourself on there. People love to see who they're buying into. If they're buying your images, if they're hiring you, you know, clients want to see what you look like. So I think it's actually quite important if you do want to step forwards with your photography to take a self-portrait, even just for that reason. So, you know, it may be the only time that you do it. You know, photographers, maybe every now and again, maybe every five years, 10 years, depending on how how kind of comfortable you are in front of the camera. You may only do it once in a lifetime, um, but you may need to update it every now and again. Uh, obviously, you know, things change and looks change, etc. Um, but yeah, as you're sitting there staring at the camera, waiting for that shutter to open, you also now need to assess how this feels for somebody else. Because as I said, the whole purpose of taking a self-portrait is not only for your own purpose to have an image, like we said, maybe for a website, but it also helps you understand what other people go through. Now, this is probably more specific if you're a portrait photographer. If you're never going to take portraits and you never will, um, you may kind of want to skip this part a little bit and just scroll ahead. But either way, sitting there on that stool waiting for the camera to take the shot, you know, think about that awkwardness, you know, how awkward do you feel, do you know where to look, you know, how to relax, how to breathe, pose, and look natural all at the same time? That is pretty hard to do. So you've got to understand that that is exactly what, you know, a client would go through or a model, you know, and even if they're a new model, you know, they can kind of still feel all those awkward feelings. It just helps you become maybe a little bit more compassionate, I think is the word, towards your subject. And you'll be able to talk to them maybe throughout. You know, if they sit there and they look a little bit nervous, you know why, you know, maybe they've not done this before, if they've not done it for a long while. So you can maybe talk to them and distract them a little bit whilst you take photographs. You can talk from behind the camera, still be taking that shot. Or even if you're talking over the top of the camera and you've got your finger half pressed down on that shutter button, just waiting for the expression and you're just capturing them. But they're more looking and focusing upon you and not the camera. And that helps an immense amount. It's a trick that I used to use all the time when shooting in the studio, um, especially with kids. You know, when they get to a certain age, they get a bit more conscious. Maybe when they're heading towards teenage years, they know what a camera does. They know, they feel the awkwardness about it all. So a lot of the time I would basically chat to them and move the camera forwards and backwards out of the way of my face, you know, a lot of the time. So you did have to kind of quite quick in a sense, um, but it does make a massive difference. It really, really does. Beauty of self-portraits is that you don't rush yourself, you know, or you shouldn't feel rushed. So make sure you set aside some time. If you're doing it alone, you'll get much better shots. You'll learn about which lighting patterns work really well for you just by kind of moving the angles a little bit. So you could be moving it a couple of degrees. You could have the light maybe starting off at the side of you and then bring it around to the front, assess the difference, see where the light, uh, where the shadows fall and, and see kind of what you prefer and what you don't. You know, and it's the same with poses as well. Maybe you can shoot a few shots where you're sat straight on towards the camera and then maybe you turn yourself, you know, 45 degrees or even 90 degrees are right around and it just changes the look of the body and the shoulders are the widest part of the body so you ever kind of turn yourself kind of even 45 degrees um, away from the camera it narrows the appearance of the body and if you're ever kind of conscious of the way that you look little things like that can really really help just make you appear that little bit narrower and and focuses attention more on your face as opposed to your body. So it's a trick that uh, a lot of portrait photographers use, I use all the time um, when working with clients. But if you understand that change, then it's a change that you can kind of use for clients when you feel it's appropriate or when they've mentioned something like that. But either way, all of this stuff is really gonna help you build up your knowledge as a photographer, not just of kind of taking portraits, but of lighting, of angles, 
and really it's just a great experience to go through that you'll end up with an image that nobody else could have, have taken especially with a self-portrait i think if you plan it out it's not always going to be something that another photographer would see. Some people may see different things in you. So your representation of yourself can be very, very individual. Now, you know, no one needs to know that you're doing it. You don't need to necessarily tell the whole world or your family that you're going to be doing a self-portrait. So even if you don't like the final shots, doesn't mean that you have to share it. There doesn't need to be any expectations necessarily on the end of it, unless you do need a portrait for your website or for whatever. But just simply start off by setting your camera on a tripod. Flip the screen around if you've got one of those little flippy screens. If not, there's sometimes there's apps you can get on your phone that you can kind of remotely connect your camera to. So you can basically take the shots as you're sat on a, on a chair away from your camera. Or I think I suppose the other way is just to set like a 10 second timer, you know, kind of set everything up ready. I used to use a giant teddy bear when I was doing these uh, types of self-portraits set that on a chair and try and raise up as best you can to the same height that I would have been and use that to basically pre-focus. So I kind of pre-focused on the, turn the lens to manual focus so the focus didn't change when the exposure went off, um, set the 10 second timer on and literally run over to the stool, throw the burr and the bits that it was sat on across to the side and sit on the chair and basically try and kind of compose myself, hold the expression just in time for it to take the shot. So it's a little bit kind of chaotic, um, but I got the shots in the end so that it kind of worked out quite nicely, but that, that's the kind of cool little thing that I used to do. But um, you know, when you, when you are feeling a little bit braver, if you want to push on a bit more and you've maybe done a couple of self-portraits and you want to feel a bit more creative maybe this may be a year down the line a couple of weeks down the line but you know think about how you can maybe add more of a conceptual feel to portraits um there's certain photographers two that i kind of uh, have taken note of two uk photographers um joel robinson and rosie hardy if you go and have a look at them i think they're both on instagram i'm sure they would be you know they both basically now make a living from taking self-portraits and they're not the typical head and shoulders safe self-portraits they're both very conceptually driven they both kind of got ideas and stories behind their images and they would look like a, an image of somebody else if you didn't know who that person was and you didn't happen to realize it was the same person over and over again it doesn't look like what you make traditionally think in your head is as a self-portrait. You know, don't don't be scared of being the face of the photo. It's quite an engaging thing, especially on social media these days, to actually flip the mirror around, so to speak, and show the so who is behind the content creation in a sense. So, you know, putting a picture of you on your Instagram feed or wherever you kind of uh, post your pictures online I think it's kind of quite nice and it's audiences really appreciate that type of honesty telling the world of who you are um, and doing that in a photo I think is a great thing so if you do really want to start to make a move as a photographer and actually establish yourself you know as a strong photographer someone who's brave and quite confident I think starting with self-portraits is a really really important thing to do and uh, you know and I, I will try my best you know I say I've done it in the past and I'm going to try my best to try and see if I can do some new ones this year um, and I'll do my absolute best to share them on Facebook and Instagram uh, on iPhotography if I remember but Hopefully you will do so as well. And if you do, tag us, uh, you know, kind of drop us a message. You can email us at tutor at iphotography.com. 
And if you've done any self-portraits, send some messages in and, and kind of send those pictures along. If you're an eye photographer, remember, like I said at the start, drop it into our gallery and so we can have a look at those images, maybe give you a little bit of feedback and a bit of praise upon what you've done. Because I think it's really, really important to actually um, understand, you know, kind of people's feedback on these images uh, and kind of give praise where it's due on these great shots. So yeah, if you do kind of take any self-portraits this year, then send them in, let us have a look at them. We'd love to know. But there we go. It's short and sweet for today. Hopefully I've maybe convinced you enough just to give it a try a little bit. Don't make it a big thing in your head. Honestly, it should be really, really good fun and quite a revealing little project to try. Um, but if you've enjoyed today's show, please go back and check out all the previous shows that we've got. We've got about another 50, 60 shows for you to check out that we've been doing over the past year or so. And there's tons to come as well. So wherever you're following us, wherever you found us, please subscribe so you can keep listening to the future shows. It really, really helps us out. And if you get an opportunity, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I believe you can leave a rating and feedback on there now. I don't think you can do it anywhere else. No other platforms allow feedback and ratings. Um, for podcasts just yet but definitely if you are an apple uh, fan if you've got the app if you can kind of find us on there scroll down give us a rating and a bit of feedback it helps immensely thank you so much and if you want to know a little bit more about us as iPhotography you can head on to the interweb and go iPhotography.com forward slash podcasts and you'll be able to find a lot of information about our wonderful courses our memberships and all the other wonderful things that we do but in the meantime thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next show Step behind the camera and welcome to the iPhotography Podcast. <laughs>